Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Love you too. What a, a joy it is back at Emmanuel uh, Baptist Bible Church. I'm trying to keep those two from getting confused. Amen. But it's a blessing because we love you and we appreciate so much your prayers and, and your, your great financial help that you are for us as we are in this ministry in our nation's prisons. And I want to go ahead and make a, a little bit of a, a report about our recent activities. We were in Pensacola last Sunday, Florida, and we had a service at Santa Rosa Correctional Institution there in Milton, which is across the bay from Pensacola, and had a great turnout. I mean, it was a, it was a two o'clock in the afternoon service. We had a really wonderful turnout, packed out uh, chapel, and praise the Lord, three precious souls saved. Praise the Lord, so we can uh, uh, adjust the uh, that final letter <laughs> made there. Praise God for the year, because that was New Year's New Year's Eve. And then we got in the truck and, and drove north because we had to be here for Thursday, Thursday in the, in the day, early in the day. And so we got into Alabama somewhere, Gadsden, I think, the first night, and then into Virginia, and then I finally pulled into Scranton, close to, close to where we needed to be on Tuesday night. And thank the Lord we made it. Amen. Praise <laughs> God. Uh, and so we're, we're glad to be in New York. And we were looking, I was looking at the, Weather Channel on, the, on my little uh, device, and it was saying when I pulled up Fulton for uh, weather, 10-day forecast, oh, 35, 40, 35, 40, 35, 40, maybe a chance of rain, all the whole 10 days. And then I got here. <laughs> and they said, oh, by the way, we're going to have snow this weekend. <laughs> and we did, praise the Lord. So anyway, I'm glad that... Uh, we got here, we had a wonderful service Thursday at Mid-State. Now, that was a blessing. Uh, 32 years been going to that facility, and uh, had, this is our second chaplain we've had there. But the, uh, uh, and that's typically a twice a year as well, but they have had little struggles with the COVID situation. And finally, uh, we did get uh, services in uh, this past Thursday, uh, winter services, and praise God, uh, uh, there were five precious souls trusting Christ as Lord and Savior in that chapel. And uh, we're, uh, I'm really, really pleased that God will let us come back. You know, our chaplain there is Presbyterian. He's a good man, I believe. You know, and, and uh, maybe, maybe even saved, I don't know, but he had to be born again, right? And I never had confronted him about it, but he is a, 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 a good, good uh, chaplain because he, he lets me preach. <laughs> so I mean, not that I'm a good preacher, but he's, I, mean, I want to try to preach the truth the best I can see it in the Word of God. Amen. So that's a, a wonderful chaplain that will have that give you that kind of liberty, because lots of them, if you don't fit the club, they're not going to let you come. You know, because it, that's, that's important to them. But we're thankful so much for the privilege it is. God's given us a good schedule kicked off for 2024. So it's got something to do this year, looks like. Praise God, and we get to make all those services. We'll be, you know, be looking for another new year, Lord willing. So when you're 75, you got to say Lord willing, a lot because you don't know what's going to happen next. But but we do, uh, we do praise the Lord for, for uh, being here tonight. We're blessed uh, by your faithfulness, and, and we love you. We love, appreciate you loving us. We're, this is our. I mean, if we had to go to church in New York State, that'd be for right here. Amen. 
I mean, if, he'd let, if he'd let me come, <laughs> might not church me, you know. <laughs> so anyway, we're blessed. I um, do want to say thank you for those that have prayed for my daughter, or my wife's uh, daughter, because Tracy passed away on October 17th, and she was 53, so that's too young, and uh, she had been a professional, educated, and, and never really wanted to make that uh, commitment to trust Christ. She, she knew the gospel. Yvonne had been ministering to her ever since she's been uh, saved herself. So Tracy knew the way. She's been to some Christian counseling churches and that sort of thing from time to time in her younger life. But uh, she didn't make that finally, yes, Lord, till on her deathbed. But I think she did. I believe she did. Her husband was testifying to that over the phone. He had read scriptures to her. And not that he's saved. But he, he uh, did uh, at that moment in time when she was there at her last, spending her last time, uh, he was trying to comfort her reading scripture to her. And she said she wanted to go to heaven. She wanted to, to be with Jesus. So we're just going to go ahead and, and believe she's there. Amen. Because she knew the way. She, she just it had that little resistance to uh, finally uh, giving herself to the Lord while she was uh, up and around. But when she got on that place where she had to look up, you know, I believe she did. So we're, we're settled with it. Thank, thank the Lord for your prayers. I know that my wife's asked many of you to pray for her. So she uh, is in heaven and we're grateful for that. This evening... In the scriptures, you turned with me to 1 John chapter 4. I was going to preach something else, but God said preach this. And my, uh, uh, this is actually a prison message. <laughs> so I don't know if, <laughs> you know, how many of you might be close to prison. But anyway, this is a, this is a, he loved me too much. He loved me too much. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 11. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that know, loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless now, in Jesus' name, the reading of the Scriptures. I pray for the Spirit's anointing for preaching the Gospel. And ask God that you'd have your sweet will and way in every heart and every life. Thank you that we uh, can uh, know the love of God because you're perfect. And Lord Jesus, we know it's perfect. We ask that you bless uh, tonight, and Lord God, uh, be with this church continually, but keep a hand upon it and, and use it, Lord, as the lighthouse it is uh, for the gospel here in upstate New York. I pray that you bless 
Lord Jesus, uh, each one uh, tonight has come, and each particular need uh, that might uh, that you might uh, be able to provide, we thank you that you do in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Amen. To know the love of God. I didn't really never understand. That's really good English, right? I never really did understand the love of God uh, in my youth. Uh, prior to 36, I got saved at 36. And love to me is just another form of maybe lust or like or some other kind of a, of a word, love. But I found out more and more about the love of God since I've been saved. And, and I uh, know uh, myself, when I think about God's love, I, I actually sort of believe that He maybe loved me too much. Too, like that conjunction, T-O-O, -O, like excessive. And, uh, you know, God's perfect. Uh, he's not excessive. Uh, he, he's always perfect. Uh, but uh, as a man, I think about, my, I know myself, and I say, oh, man, Lord, you know, you love me, but he loved me, and I thank God for that. But here's this um, little outline. It's uh, something we preach in prison some, but uh, tonight uh, the Lord's laid it on my heart to preach uh, this here. But he, he loves me too much, and you can put your name there too. Amen. He loves you uh, as well. He loves me too much to make me work my way to heaven. Glory, glory to God. I, I am so glad I, I, I'm not going to have to, to, to finally, finally, finally do enough good to outweigh all of the bad that I ever did. I mean, that wouldn't be impossible anyway, right? Amen? Of course it would be. There's no way. All have sinned that comes short of the glory of God, the Bible says. And God will not have sin uh, in His glorious heaven. Uh, but He, he, he uh, doesn't require uh, that I work my way to heaven. Now, there are a lot of folks uh, meeting in their congregation, probably not tonight, but I mean in different churches around in the countryside, they call ourselves churches sometimes, that are trying to do a, a good works uh, to acquire uh, favor with God. I mean, that sounds like, hey, that might be a good idea. But wait you out. The Bible says, for by grace you are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. And not of works, lest any man should boast. See, uh, there's no boasting in heaven when you finally get there. No, you did so well. No, it's all by His grace. It's all by His grace. That means unmerited favor, undeserved. Uh, nothing that I did uh, besides believing on Jesus Christ, that His death, burial, and resurrection. And I praise the Lord for that day. I praise the Lord that it happened uh, for me. And I, I would uh, hope and believe it, that most of you know that, that you have it yourself. Uh, but I also will say that if you're not sure, if you don't know, you can get it settled. You can get it settled. Just tell him, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. I pray you come into my heart and save me now in Jesus' name. Oh, Brother Jim, that's not enough uh, doing there. Well, it's not of works. It's not of works. I'm thanking my God. He loved me too much to make me work my way to heaven. The Bible says 
in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy that he saved us. Glory, glory to God. By washing regeneration and, and a, a renewing of, of the Spirit. Praise the Lord uh, for that uh, gift of God. Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. It's done. Done. He, nothing needs to be added to. Nothing can be. It's finished. And it's not in the number of churches that you join that you know. Even your lodge membership or whatever else uh, that you might be counting on is, is important for you. No. Jesus. His death, burial, and resurrection. His grace is sufficient uh, for all your salvation. And I'm thankful that He also loved me too much to send me to hell without a warning. To send me to hell without a warning. Now, hell is a, a literal place, a real uh, fire, real pain. It's described in Luke chapter 16. And uh, God put that in the Bible to let people know that there's torments there, there's fire there. There's a rich man that even today would stick his finger, that, that would ask for Lazarus to stick his finger in the cup of water to cool his tongue because he's tormented in the flames. It, it is a real place. I missed it. Hallelujah. In uh, July 11, 1986, when I trusted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. What was that 40 years? 30 something years. Amen. So that's been a while. Praise the Lord. Been saved nearly as long as I was lost. But I'm just wanting to know that I had lived a life before knowing Jesus. Since 36 years old, I had already seen a life ruined by sin. I was, I was on my knees uh, from the, the damage, uh, physical damage of addictions. It was that close for me. I'd have been dead probably in no time. Uh, in that summer, had Jesus not intervened in my life. But a little gospel preaching rescue mission in Jacksonville, Florida. There, I was introduced to Jesus. There, a lady took, a matron of the mission actually, took her Bible and read the verse, Revelation 21.8. But the fearful and unbelieving and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and liars and all liars shall have her part in the lake that burns as fire and brimstone, which is uh, the second death. Folks, I was guilty. Guilty. And she read that Bible to me, and I'm looking across the desk at her. Fool that I am, I said, ma'am, I, I just don't know how that could be because there's so many people in this world, so many different pe beliefs. People all believe different things. And they're all of them are, are here in this earth, billions of them. And she said, yes, but the Bible says there's only one way, and that's Jesus. Well, ma'am, I, I, you know, I'll think about it. You know, I walked, walked out to that office interview, and she gave me the gospel clearly and plainly. She said, I wasn't going to be anything I could do, no balancing act about good and bad, you know, and catching up in the middle. And no. You never will be good enough. Never could be good enough. It has to be Jesus, and he's the only way. I, I heard that, and then uh, she said, if you're going to stay here at this mission, I'll let you stay, and you can work, but that's what you're going to do is work. 
Oh, yes, ma'am, I need a place to stay. And that was the case. I did. I had nothing. <laughs> seat in my pants. So in this uh, mission, she said, uh, here, take this swing blade and go cut the grass around my dumpster. She had a dumpster out in the side yard but, uh, and, you know, kind of a patch of grass about the size of maybe over there, that section of seating, and a dumpster in the middle. But a swing blade is not a lawnmower. A swing blade is something you, you kind of like back and forth like this <laughs> and try to clip evenly as possible. So that's your job. Yes, ma'am. July 1986. July 11th, very hot in July in Florida. And I'm out there, and I got this swing blade. And at first, you know, being kind of like a, I, like, I don't want to say smart aleck, but I, I had kind of a tendency. I wanted to kind of act like it was a five iron and, and you know, like, like follow through and this. But that got too hot too. I mean, I was wearing out cutting the grass like it was some kind of a golf club. So uh, I actually began to get the, the swing of just one arm and back and forth and kind of coasting with it. The, uh, every now and then, somebody came up one time, he must have been a prison ex-convict, because he said, let me show you something, son. You got to have that sharp. So he showed me how to sharpen the blade on the sidewalk, and it helped. You know, it got really to help. I got the rest of that grass cut. But I also, during that time, in that heat, and every time I, the Lord used that verse about the lake of fire, and I knew I was guilty. So behind that dumpster, behind that dumpster, I kneeled down and I said, Lord, I am a sinner. My life has been ruined. I did it. Sin did it. Would you please forgive me? Woo, hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. He did. Yeah. So, well, Jim, how do you know he did? Well, you know what? I'm not a scientist. But I, I was a drug addict. You know, everything you could figure in those days. I was the drunk. Amen. And habitually. God took that. Hallelujah. I'm just going to say thank you, Jesus, because uh, was enough evidence in, for me to know something happened. You know, and I'm so glad that he uh, let me have those uh, victories uh, immediately. But he, he loved me too much to send me to hell without a warning, because that warning the woman gave me from her Bible was the truth. Was the truth. Any number of times I could have died before then. Any number of times at 36 and had living the kind of life I lived, uh, it could have been uh, any number of times. I won't go into all the details and tell you each one because it takes too long. But uh, just saying, I'd be dead and in hell had I died in one of those situations prior to that time that I understood that hell was real. Amen. And I'm thankful that God loved me. Uh, too much to send me to hell without a warning. Uh, tonight, if you don't know him, tonight, if you're not sure, if you don't know him, this could be the warning God's given you. This could be that warning uh, for you. And, and he, he loved me too much to refuse my faith in the blood of Christ. 
Woo, hallelujah, there too. There too, amen. I just have to say thank you, Jesus. Let me um, go to a verse, and I don't want to scare anybody here, but John chapter 6. Verse 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. That's the scary one there. And to him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Amen. That doesn't scare me because I know the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, God is not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. I know that God's given to every man a measure of faith. To, to believe, enough to believe that who Jesus is and what he does. And it's not going to surprise God when you get saved. Amen? It, it's not some kind of a, a whoa, what happened tonight? Some, him? No, that's not how God, God knows each and every one that comes to him. Sure he does. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that comes to me I will in no wise uh, cast out. Jesus and His precious blood is sufficient uh, for all mankind's salvation. All it would, all it would uh, could be uh, born again if they just simply trust in that blood that He shed. That blood we sang about uh, even uh, tonight. Now, I'm a prison preacher and in prison we like to keep it simple. And uh, so we want to always cover uh, faith, repentance, relief, and trust in Christ, these kind of things, uh, and make sure that they're understood, understood. And, and so it's good to, to have that understanding. But um, as far as for a, a sinner's prayer, a model sinner's prayer, uh, and I will lead in a sinner's prayer at the close of a, of a service, a chapel service. Uh, but um, it's not in the wording of a prayer that saves you. It's what's in your heart when you trust Christ, when you believe in Amen. That's what saves you. And, and folks go to a great extent sometimes in uh, eloquent uh, prayer models. But that thief on the cross, when he died that day, Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Because he said, Lord, Lord, remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom. Amen. Wasn't much of a three-point prayer error. Amen. He said, Lord, remember me. And then Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. There was an Ethiopian eunuch that went to Jerusalem for the prayer meeting that they were going to have there in the, the Pentecostals. No, <laughs> they'd get that away. <laughs> it's like that. They, on the day of Pentecost, they'd be in Jerusalem. <laughs> and there at, the, at, the, at the, the Pentecost celebration, the Ethiopian eunuch was headed back home in his chariot. And, and Philip uh, was there and, and, and heard him uh, reading in Isaiah, jumped up over in the chariot with him. And it was uh, the eunuch, when he got to the point about uh, Isaiah, uh, speaking of, of Jesus, uh, said, who is this prophet? Speaking of himself or, or someone else? And, and Philip said, well, this is, he's speaking of Jesus, preached Jesus to him. And, and, he, and he said, as he passed by uh, some, some water, 
the, the eunuch uh, said, Well, what doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip says, If thou believest, uh, thou mayest, believest all thy might, thou mayest. And he said, well, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. So another big uh, three-pointer uh, prayer uh, there. If you mean business with God, He means business with you. Come as you are believing on Him. I know you're going to have to see, you're going to have to tr turn to Him, sure. You're going to have to leave your sin behind or try, but, and it's not going to be easy, but God will help you through it. Amen. So, uh, He loved me too much to refuse my faith in the blood of Christ. See, kneeling behind a dumpster is not coming down the aisle at the First Baptist Church. Not filling out the card. But I'm saved. Amen. And anybody that trusts Jesus uh, is born again about, by His precious blood. So don't fret about the wording uh, uh, of some prayer. Uh, if you mean business with Him, He means business with you. Just as soon as your heart says, I want Jesus, a saving faith is given. And tonight you're saved, you know Him. Amen. Tonight you're saved, you know Him. Praise God. Amen. He loves you too much. He loved me, you. He loved you too much to let you suffer heartache without a good reason. Without a good reason. Scripture does tell us all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like suffering. But there's going to be some. All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There's going to be some. And uh, maybe, maybe I'll know why before I get to heaven, but maybe not. Maybe you'll know before you get to heaven. But maybe not, but suffering happens and it's, it's real. And there's going to be some. But thank you for that promise. Pastor mentioned it this morning when he was preaching so well uh, about this topic. But we have a promise, Romans 8, 28. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Wrong verse. All things work together for good to them that love God. To them that are called according to His purpose. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So we got this promise. And the promise is that all things, not, not just the good things, all things work together for good. Tempted and tried, we're all made to wander. Why it should be thus all the day long, while there are others living about us, never molested, though in the wrong. Father along, we'll know all about it. Father along, we'll understand why. Cheer up, my brother, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. It could be. It could be that you'll not know till you get to heaven. That song goes on, faithful till death, said our loving master. A few more days to labor and wait. Toils of the road will then seem as nothing as we sweep through that beautiful gate. It will be. Yes, it will be worth it all. 
When we see Jesus coming in glory, when he comes from his home in the sky, then we shall meet him in that bright mansion. We'll understand it all by and by. Father along will know all about it. Father along will understand why. Cheer up, my brother, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. Now, if that wasn't enough, uh, he loves you too much tonight. You can be sure of that. He loves you too much, born-again believer. Uh, he loves you too much to, to leave you in this life without the Word of God. Hallelujah. you got a Bible in your hand. Amen. God let us have the King James Bible, and we trust it. Amen. It's His Word. And we know it is because we've done the research. Amen. And so I'm thankful that we have that. The Bible does say that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I mean, that, that is symbolic of being able to see where you're going. Not having that lamp, that light uh, right there on your feet. Amen. We've got a neighborhood in Jacksonville. It's a good enough neighborhood. It's a quiet, old, you know, old, older, older people live there, so it's not too... too too bad a place. But lots of us have chain link fences in our yards because, uh, you know, it's good to have a place to keep your dog. You know, the dog being in the yard, it keeps people from jumping over the fence a lot of times. So having that uh, fence is good, uh, and, and the dog in the yard is good. But if uh, you're walking along, say the sidewalk alongside someone's house that has this chain link fence and a dog in the yard, you're walking along, and that dog is going to follow you from the first corner of his fence to the last corner of his fence. As long as you're out there on the other side, he's going to follow you. And, and if it's a little old dog, he's going to be yipping at you the whole time. Amen. If it's a big old dog, you're going to be getting away from his fence. But anyway, the dog is going to follow you back and forth. But for that little dog, for that small dog, that fence is actually the best thing for it. The fence is the best thing that dog's got going for it. Because someone could, not to say that I would, but someone could actually launch a little dog like that up into the yard. <laughs> and so that fence is helpful for the dog for sure. God's word is like a corral, like a fence for me. It, it keeps me in the proper parameters, amen, where I need to be. If I get too far over here, then hey, I'm, running against the, I'm running against God's Word. I need to get right and get, get right, amen. So, and then over here, get too far over here, same way. It's God's keeping me in a corral, if you will, or keeping me contained. His Word does that, and I'm thankful. I need it. Amen. He loves you too much. Uh, to, to leave you in this life without the Word of God. And He loves you too much to let you live in sin without chastisement. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11, Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. 
Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. That peaceable fruit of righteousness is what uh, he's looking for with the uh, trip to the woodshed. And, and that's what uh, the Scripture says is going to happen. Amen. Once he, he, I, who's ever seen Daddy with a belt? Amen. I, you know, those, uh, these new, days, new, new Age daddies that don't use a belt, they're going to be raising some hoodlums. My daddy, when, if me my, or my brother were to get into mischief, and it was called mischief in the house, and, uh, if we were into mischief or even considering something like stealing or lying to mama or something that's really, I mean, it's on, on the list up there. If we were on one of the, it, what, dad could take that belt off and take a little boy, being me or my brother, into the bedroom and, and, and over his knees with the belt and pow, 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 three times. No, not three times. He would beat that little butt until he got tired. And he was a big, strong man. He wasn't getting tired easy. <laughs> but he finally did. I remember crying, Dad, Dad, stop. And then they'd say, Son, this hurts me more than it does you. Oh, I know it, Dad, I know it. <laughs> Let me just say, God's got a woodshed to let you live in sin without chastisement. No, you're not going to get away with it too long. Amen. That's right. I mean, he's going to do something to get you back on the straight and right. If, if the Word's not going to help, then something else is going to. Talking about to the Christian now. So praise God for that. Amen. That peaceable fruit of righteousness. After the trip to the woodshed, we, we get right pretty quick. <laughs> Amen, Lord. Amen. Right? Amen. Okay, so here is, uh, he loved me too much. He loved you too much to lead you down the wrong path. To lead you down the wrong path. I'm thankful for that. If you're asking God's direction and sincerely seeking it, He's going to show you. He's going to show you. So, Brother Jim, how would I know? If you're on the wrong path, it wasn't Him to put you there. If you ended up in some mess, it's because, amen? So you better get off that one and get back where you need to be. He'll show you and reveal you that path if you're sensitive to ask and desire it. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not in thine own understanding. All thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. And thankfully, He loved me too much and put more burdens on me than I can bear. And, and you too. Amen. He's, he's not actually going to uh, overwhelm us with these burdens. There are going to be some, but He's going to give us, uh, uh, these, uh, give, give us these to strengthen us and to, and to help us. The Bible does say in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will be, with the temptation also make a way to escape. That you may be able to bear it. 
If there's some temptation coming up, it needs to be looking for that way, that way of escape. Amen. Amen. So there's a few things here I wanted to just say tonight about that love. I, I'm learning about, about it, and I'm thankful he's showing me more and more uh, about his love. I do find as I've grown uh, my walk with God, uh, that people that love God uh, will be the best friends you'll ever have, people that truly love God. And uh, times of, I could tell, share about being in the uh, hospital, having, having uh, prayer at the foot of a bed, uh, knowing that it was, it was the love of God that sent the person there to do it. You know, he didn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have known me otherwise. But it happened. Uh, the Bible goes on and tells us uh, in our passage of Scripture, in conclusion here, uh, it, it tells us in, in, in verse uh, 10 of uh, 1 John 4. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, uh, to, to be the, the, the sanctified or proper covering uh, for our sins. That's, that's Jesus, and that's what he's done. And uh, verse 11 goes on, it's like, if God so loved us, we ought also love one another. That's uh, the encouragement to believers tonight. But if you're here tonight and you're not sure about that, the love of Christ, uh, how much he loves you, then uh, tonight's the night just to say yes. Yes, Lord, I, I need you. Yes, Lord, I, I'm willing to, to receive uh, this wonderful gift of God's grace uh, that, you, that you share uh, and give to us. We have been doing missionary for 34 years. Never was called to pastor a church or felt like I had any business considering pastoring a church, but God put me in prisons where he wanted me. And I'm thankful for that, really. Because it's, uh, over the years, we've seen nearly 10,000 precious souls trusting Christ as Lord and Savior. But uh, the wonderful thing is to see how God changes lives and how those that he's equipping to go to heaven. Amen. How that can happen. And that's, a, that's been a big blessing to, to share. But uh, in missionary work, and uh, I've, uh, we've got great support. God's been taking care of us really wonderfully. He always has. But I, I remember some of the days back in the starting out uh, doing some side jobs. You know, not just a cash job, side jobs, handyman work. And it was necessary, actually, because, I mean, it seemed like if we didn't, we were not going to be having much to eat that week. That kind of thing. I mean, it was, it was a... Tent making, Paul would call it. So there was, uh, this was some years ago, but uh, doing this handyman side job sort of thing uh, uh, would be all sorts of painting and some carpentry and some of this and some of that. And uh, one of the jobs I kind of enjoyed and got to do that was, uh, it was a, a building a, a frame over a, you know, a little a roof. Uh, building and, and it had a, a a regular gable roof over two parallel 
you know, uh, walls that met in a peak, and I, I got to build that. You know, and I told them I could, and so they believed me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I, I'm not a real carpenter. A real carpenter can get the, the, the dimension of the, the width of the, of the run of his of rafters. He can just take it out on his, on, his, on his framing square and mark it off, you know, and then cut the rafters and put them all together, and there it is. I had to actually uh, find out what the pitch was going to be, and... Um, Cut the uh, the notch at the plate. It's called a bird mouth. We cut that out, and and then uh, tack a ridge board along the top on a on a pole on both sides. I could two sides, and so got that level and plumb and all that, and you know straight right down the middle, and so there it was lifted up just high enough so I could get up there. And, and tie a string to the very top of that ridgeboard down to uh, this uh, plate template that I cut out with the bird mouth on it that had the, the notch for the rafter. And so that gave me something to measure. And from there to there, I could actually measure and get the dimension for a rafter. So two of those I cut out and, and uh, went up there to see if they fit. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you don't want to cut a bunch of wood up for nothing. And so they fit. And I marked on the uh, uh, board uh, PAT. PAT just is short for pattern. So I would know that is the pattern. That's the one. That was the one for this side. That's the one for that side. It's both the same. But that's the p pattern. So all the rest of those other rafters that are going to be needed to be cut out at uh, 16 inch centers. Those rafters, uh, when you're cutting those, you, you put it on the sawhorses, and then you take your pattern and you mark it off, mark the rafter you're cutting off, and, and then you put that aside. And then you get another board, not the one you just cut, but your pattern back on your, another board. And there's a reason you don't use that one you just cut. Because if you get uh, 20 boards like that, by the end of the time you've got your pencil mark added to it, your measurements can be that far off. And it won't fit. So it's pretty important that you don't do that. Amen. So I had all this done. I got it all nailed together, praise the Lord. And I uh, got paid, thankfully. And, and so we did, did that little job. But that pattern, the Bible tells us that, that Jesus, uh, when we look into the, into the image that, that we see him, like a mirror reflection, if I can get that verse back up, we're uh, talking about the love of God and him being our him being our, our, our template uh, or our pattern. And he's like a, beholding ourselves in a glass. And, and we can see, we can see what manner of man we are. And tonight, when you lay down in your bed,
and you're uh, saying your prayers. But uh, get beside Jesus when you're there and see how close your fit is. Because uh, we, we want to try to be uh, like him. We need to want to be like him. And uh, uh, it, he has got the best for us if we'll just go ahead and, and let it go and let, let our life live for him. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we thank you, dear Lord, for saving grace. We thank you. We don't have to earn our way to salvation or to glory, but it's already given to those that believe. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's not in a certain wording of a prayer that makes a difference, but it's in our faith and trust in your blood. Thank you, dear God, that you do guide us and direct us and, and provide for us. We ask in Jesus' name that you attend to and continue to attend to God's people at Emmanuel uh, Baptist Bible Church. And Lord Jesus, everyone that's come tonight, I pray, God, that you, uh, dear Lord, uh, would uh, just take uh, that look at their lives and help them, Lord Jesus, to be more like you. Help me, help all of us to be more like you, and we'll give you the praise and give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.